We're back again. <laughs> again. 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 Hello, everyone. We are fortunate to be joined with uh, by Dr. Bye. Jim Henry, um, the uh, music director of uh, co-music director of the Ambassadors of Harmony, and bass singer of uh, 1993 international champions, the Gas House Gang, and 2009 international champions, Crossroads. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Wonderful to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it says here. Um, Jim, uh, have you been to Australia before? This is my third time Excellent. in Australia. Excellent, oh, because you were here just a matter of weeks ago with the Blenders. Yeah, just uh, uh, in. Uh, I was here in June cool. for the Blenders, and yep. then I was here at the Gas House Gang back in... Because you met John Newell, yeah, and John's got right. a picture of Rich Knight when John was a slim little pimply 23-year-old, yes, right. right. and now they stand next to each other in the RSC club. Yeah, that is, that's we, really we cool. started in that's Christchurch cool. and then came to Sydney and kind of went up to the Gold Coast nice, nice. with the Gas House Gang. I think that was 20 years ago. I think it was wow. 97. Okay, yeah, I think so. Might be right. Yeah. Um, when did the Ghost House Gang form? We formed in 1987, I okay. believe. Okay. Yeah, and we sang together for 18 years. Wow. You're still on, on again, off again, singing together, aren't you? Aren't you on the, well, every the now cruise? and then we go, yeah, yeah. We're, well, next year, uh, 2018, will be the 25th anniversary wow. of our international championship. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be getting together for that. And then right afterwards, and yeah, we're very excited because right after that, we're going to have a cruise that leaves from Orlando. And that cruise not only has Gas House Gang, it has Crossroads will be there, Vocal Spectrum Amazing. will be there, Interstate the Buzz, the Buzz will be there, wow. and Interstate Rivals Amazing. are going to come back oh. together for it. So, and Double Date now wow, is beautiful. also going to be there. I'll put, a so, link. I'll put a link to that in the excellent. description. Oh, excellent. good. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> we need so we need to have a lot of people come along for that when we'd love That's to awesome. have some yeah. more company. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'll start with a question that I've been almost ending with potentially. What would what would 2017 Quartet Jim, what advice would you give to 1987 Quartet Jim? <laughs> well, a few things. One would be, well, I don't know, you know, I... I think that it kind of played out the way it would played out. I think that, you know, the one thing I think I'd probably say is don't take it all quite so seriously. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's a bit of a theme coming through, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, you know, we, we took a, yeah, it was just a little too serious and I put, you know, just the competition, it made me nervous and just things like that and I just... You know, I think one thing that's happened as I've gotten older, and also surrounding myself with Crossroads guys, is very sort of, is that we just sort of relaxing. Yeah, and just enjoy where you are, enjoy yeah. the, the 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 journey of mm -hmm. that, and yeah, don't take it don't take it quite it's about so seriously. the journey, seriously. not the destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is no destination. Ah, exactly. <laughs> that's Never right. get there. Now, most of us, not not by no means all, but most of us um, have music as a hobby rather than our, our career and our mm -hmm. job and our profession. Right. Um, how is it for you, because uh, you're a, a professor of music uh, right. at university in, in America, how, how is that, do, do you have, do you see barbershop and, and your you know, quartet singing as, as, as more of a hobby or is it, is it all just music to you? I think it's pretty much all just music yeah. to me, yeah. you know, it really is, it all just kind of blends together. Uh, music is my only marketable skill. <laughs> so, you know, Apart from uh, your athleticism. Uh, yes, oh, wow. yes. that, that goes without saying. <laughs> I didn't think I even had to mention that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, honestly, it, it really is kind of all the same for me. I have a wonderful job, the greatest job in the entire world, because I wake up in the morning, surround myself with people who love music, surround mm -hmm. myself with young people mm -hmm. who love making music, but without the discipline problems or parents, ah, you know what I mean? And so we just yeah. really enjoy making music with them. And we get to make a different kind of music there. So mm -hmm. that's kind of nice for me. I think if I was just doing barbershop all the time, just me personally, 
you know, I, I'm not sure I would be fed quite as much as being do, being able yeah. to do barbershop as much as plus also it. you sing some Brahms and sing yeah. some Eric Whitaker and do things like else. that. Yeah. That that's yeah. really nice yeah. to do. But no, it all it's just all music to me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's just that's I don't feel like my job is much of a job, and I'm not sure my hobby is any sort of a hobby. Well, you that's know? actually yeah. very well said, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> nice one, nice one. Um, and so uh, you, you, you kept performing with Gas Ass Gang for a, a number of years and when the opportunity for Crossroads came up, were you actively looking for something or it sort of came by you and you went, well, I can't turn this opportunity down? Just the opposite. I, not only was I not actively looking for something, <laughs> I was never going to sing in a quartet wow. again. I was sure of that. Mm. No, I had done it. Gas Ass Gang had sung for 18 years. So much time away from home. Yep, yep. You know, we, we performed in all 50 states. Wow. We performed in between 15 and 20 different countries. We were out on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. And now I That's had... That's got rich. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, now I had... <laughs> Now yeah. I had kids, and I just wanted to stay home. There was no intention at all to, to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, but Brandon and Mike... I wound up teaching together to school. They started to have both of them were, were actively seeing their quartets, and both of their quartets sort of ended around the same time. And they were just talking and saying, I really had to think about that and talk to my wife about it, you know. My wife, before they ever called, before this was ever a thing, it's kind of amazing mm. because we'd never talked about seeing together anything else, but Jita, my wife, I remember her one day saying, Jim, if the only people I'd ever want you to sing again, if you were going to get, be in another quartet, she was enjoying having me home and I was enjoying being home, but no. she said, if, if you ever did sing a quartet, the only one I guess I could get excited about is if you sang with Fred and Mike and Brandon. <laughs> if you sang with them, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. And it was not too long after that that Mike and Brandon wow. called me. Coincidentally. Very, coincidentally. Wow. Coincidentally. Got together and they were they weren't sure about because they didn't know Fred very well. But the, we got together. Tim Warwick sang with us that first time, not not because he was going to be our tenor, but we needed a placeholder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the three he'll, of us sang together. Uh, with, that's, that's, that's what he is. That's what he is a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you know, and he was in town. So and we sang, and then we started talking about well, if we're going to do this, what tenor would we sing? And I just said. It's gonna be. It's got to wow. be Fred Farrell. Wow. Wow. If I'm doing That's this, awesome. it's gonna be Fred Farrell yeah, cool. because I love him and I love his wife and we just. He's the right guy mm -hmm. for this quartet. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we first got together with the four of us and Fred, the wives also came. They all met at my house, so there were eight of us, and all eight of us sat down and talked about, do we want to yeah, do this? Because cool. yeah. you know yeah. we wanted to make sure that everybody was on board not just the four of us yeah so it's, it was really important to us family is a really important thing to our quartet just like any academic and strategic thinker he's already partially answered my next question <laughs> um when uh when we ash and i formed tla a few years ago we uh i was, it was, it was like early in the morning of new year's day and we were we were skyping eddie martinez uh from the local majority and, and bhs singing judge and uh and and without before the quartet was sort of announced i said okay well eddie if you're gonna you know when people are considering um forming a quartet what advice do you give them and just straight out straight out of the bat he said you have to like each other yeah <laughs> and and you've already touched on a lot of that um but you know there's various technical issues of do your voices fit together and ranges and stuff like that but but what what advice would you give people considering starting a quartet 
Well, that that is the most important thing. I think you can you can solve a lot of issues with the singing part. You know, if everybody works hard and does it, but you've got to be compatible in, in some way personally. You don't have to be best friends. Mm -hmm. Crossroads, we sort of feel like we're best friends. Nice. Uh, but you don't have to be best friends. You just have to, but you're going to be living together. Yeah. And you need to make, you know, figuratively speaking. Yes, 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 yes. Although in the case of Vocal Spectrum, they literally yeah, lived wow. together <laughs> while they were in college. college boys, yeah. yeah, they were all in the same, in the, lived in the same house. Uh, but, uh, but, We've all seen this. Three guys have a certain direction they want to go, yep. a certain level of, of um, commitment that they want to bring to it, mm -hmm. and one guy kind of doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just never going to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the personalities somehow have to blend yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say there's nothing like singing with people that you really like. <laughs> you know, I could put up with not singing so well as long as I like the people I'm hanging around with. And I guess we all know, as you say, somewhat the opposite people who have uh, you know, just got a great sound and had great success, and they just find a way to work together just because they have yeah. similar musical goals. That's and right. And they just find a way. As yeah. long as those musical goals are similar, I yeah. think that, that, that can cover a lot of... capacity to achieve it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so lastly, um, uh, in relation to chorus, you, you know, you mentioned that you know three guys in the chorus turning up and one kind of being a bit lukewarm. Um, talk to us. I know we could talk all day about this, but talk to us about um, chorus culture. And it, as you, I assume, would agree, you know, many choruses around the world are kind of struggle to find who they are, and some people are more committed and, and some aren't. Um, whether you talk specifically about the ambassador's journey or more generally, you know, about the trying to get people on the same page. Right. And, and maybe having difficult conversations sometimes, is that necessary? Yeah. Well, the ambassadors, it's an interesting story because when, before we were the ambassadors of Harmony, we were called the Daniel Boone Chorus. I joined that chorus when I was 11 years old, but I grew up in it. You know, I was a baby when, when my mom and dad were both singing barbershop. So I grew I up. I was going to say I was a baby when I was born. Yeah, well, I was, baby, <laughs> I was a baby when I was born. I was indeed, actually. I came out and went, wah, wah, <laughs> mama. So anyway. Um, Much harder. Yeah. Mm. But um, so shortly before David Wright became our director, we were we had the distinction of coming last place in the small chorus nice, nice. contest. <laughs> so David came in uh, to our chorus and changed the culture in a big way. He got us out of the chairs, we were standing up, he started bringing his wonderful arrangements to the table. He started making us, you know, we just, there was more and more that David added and he just built the culture, built the culture. And we grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. So every step along the way, I always say, if I'm ever coaching a chorus, I can coach any chorus because I know exactly what it is yes, to be at any level. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and so uh, I think that's one of the things I really love about the Ambassadors is we've never quite lost that sort of just hometown chapter feel. We were not Humility. formed yeah. to win an international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were formed just with non-audition, and we sort of had to develop a, a, a culture that, you know, where we, we decided we wanted to be good and we started asking the right people and doing whatever anybody, those right people told us to do. We went all in to try to make that you, happen. You may be sounding it, maybe maybe making it sound easier than it actually was, as far as getting on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned David. It sounds like David had a, a reasonably clear musical vision about yes. where he wanted the chorus to go, and, and that appealed to people. It reminds me of the, of the saying: uh, "A leader without followers is just a guy going for a walk." <laughs> so, so, so uh, tell me about the 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 what your sense was about the guys buying into his vision and and did any or did none of them sort of say you know this isn't really what I joined up for absolutely every step of the way everything he instituted 
there was always a few guys who, who would quit over that. <laughs> the moment we got out of the chairs and stood up for rehearsals, there were guys who just said, I'm, I'm not doing that. And, but I think, you know, we know David is a great arranger, is a highly intelligent guy. What I want to, the point I want to make really clear is that David is, a, is full of wisdom. Mm -hmm. He's a wise person. He's yeah, sort yeah. of a sage, you yeah. know. I mean, along so I met him when Thank I was you. just a kid. Not you. Yeah. Talking about David right now, Kevin Keller. Comes Kevin in. Keller, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin, yeah. However, the same could be said about Kevin <laughs> Keller, to believe it, to be honest. But um, but uh, you know, so as a kid growing up, to have David as a mentor that sort of helped guide me. You know, I did all the young person thing. You know, at one point I'm thinking we should just take all the young singers and just make. You know what I mean? Make this awesome and it was us. and yeah. it was David that sort of talked. You know, he's just like, you guys, we have something special. Mm -hmm. We've got a good administrative team in place. You guys are going to do that, and you're not going to have any. And he just kept bringing us back home. David was easy to follow because everybody could see that there was a certain there was a vision. But also you could very easily trust that he was in for the long haul and that he had the wisdom and the intelligence to take you where you wanted to go. It was not just going to be a crapshoot. Yep, yep. David, he was an easy guy to trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An easy guy to trust. And I think that was a big part of it, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just had his head on straight. And the most amazing thing to David <coughs> is that he directed for about 10 years and at a certain point... And got us to our first internationals and our first con di district contest wins and everything else. But at a certain point, and he also took my brother and me and Rick Knight and several of us and made us assistant directors and used us, brought us up in front. We all directed songs. He mentored us and tried yes. to, you know, it was not a one-man show. Yep. He was preparing for the future. He yep. was bringing people in. Now, a lot of directors try to do it all themselves. They're going to do the warm-ups themselves. They're going to do this themselves. They're going to... David... David purposely brought us in and it became sort of clear at a certain point David just approached me and said Jim I think that you can do a better job than me taking the chorus from here on out he said I think that we should swap roles it's a whole I should be your assistant and you should be the director because mm -hmm. I think that you know I've taken them this far but I yeah. think you can take them the next level yeah. now what director does that very rare, very rare. I mean nice. you know but that's what he saw that's yeah. the humility of that guy is he was humble enough to say to and and self-aware yes yes so that he could say okay this is it and so I became the director and there was David right by my side and every and he would guide me and mentor me and if I wasn't sure I did something right musically or whatever yes, yes. I could trust David but I sort of had whatever the personality or you know whatever it was yep. that could sort of get the chorus there and yep. grow the chorus a little more and, and finally get it sort of genius level people who are also Good people. Uh, good people with didn't have egos. This it? is Frank, by the way, uh, joining joining our webcast, right. <laughs> our podcast. Frank, yes, yeah, podcast. <laughs> so uh, we'll head off to dinner uh, now, Jim. But let's lastly to close, close it out. Um, ha having given what many would consider the, the greatest um, uh, competition um, chorus performance of, of all time, with seventy six trombones, or at least arguably the most memorable and the most audience appealing. Um, uh, and then having come back in 12 and 1 and then 15 and not 1 and 16 and 1, what, 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 tell us briefly about the, how you articulate your goals now and how important winning is to the chorus. Well, you also, we also won in 2004, mm -hmm. came back and lost and lost again. So we had two losses before we won again with the, 17, with the 76 trombones thing. Honestly, I think that this is a perfect example 
of why it kind of works to not have been a chorus that formed to win. We are a chorus who, if you come to our chorus rehearsal any time during any part of the year, you'll see the same number of guys up on stage. Yeah. We're not a chorus that all of a sudden come competition right. time, we get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same every year. We try to make our representation. Competition is one aspect of what we do, but it is not the aspect yeah. of what we do. And we've lost contests and been, I mean, it hurts a little. It's more fun to win, <laughs> but we don't, we really don't, it, it's very rare that we might say, you guys, if we're going to win, we have to do this, right, or we right. got, you know, that we talk a lot about winning. Uh, what we talk a lot about is changing the lives of the audience. We talk a lot about being our best. We talk a lot about, you know, what is the next part. We talk about being relevant. Uh, you know, we want to be a relevant chorus. Uh, musical excellence, I see. We you talk a ton for. about musical yep. excellence. And also, like, our chorus has this incredible youth thing going. We, we sponsor about five different kinds of youth programs. Mm -hmm. We have a youth chorus. We have an acapella summer camp. We have an acapella day camp. We have uh, an acafest where high school acapella groups come together and sing. We have what we call Project Harmony, in which ambassadors of Harmony guys go out into the high schools and help them form quartets, give them music, give them coaching, and give them opportunities to sing. We're trying to be relevant in the community and to help music education and to help inspire young people to sing. Mm -hmm. So international contest or our competition is an important part of what we do, but it's not the important part yeah. of what we do. Mm -hmm. So we really have, a, I think, a very healthy attitude about these things. So that when we go up to a contest stage, if we don't win, it hurts, but come next week, the it's same guys will be back and we'll just yeah. you know have yeah. fun and just keep going and try yeah. to get better yeah. and yeah. learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful, it's just a wonderful thing, you know. Uh, our, we're just about making life-changing music. I just don't believe at all, if any part of me does, do I believe that music was ever meant to be a competition. There you go. What a nice note to end on. Right. Jim Henry, thank you for the music and thank, thank you for your time. It's such an honor. Thank you for talking to me. I'm serious. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can definitely try. Do you feel I'm, not I'm not very good at interrupting. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no. <laughs> All evidence to the yeah. contrary. So uh, um, we start we're back. Yeah, back with uh, Richard Reeve. I'm Ash again. Still, still. still. Um, who are we with now, Rich? We are with the dean of the college, Andrew Housen, and the deputy dean of the college, deputy Daniel dean. Beckett. Deputy dean. Stupid dean. And uh, <laughs> events vice president, Barbara Sharp Harmony Australia, Daniel Milgate. So, um, Mr. Dean, tell us, uh, thank you for your work, tell us how you think the college has gone. Well, I think it went pretty well. Um, everyone seems uh, happy with how things went, uh, which is always the goal. Um, so yeah, pretty happy with that. It's just a shame about the faculty, it was substandard, but you know, for next year we'll Sometimes make sure Sometimes you just have to do, go with, run with yeah, what you've got, don't you? Exactly, you've got to you know, pack your suit to fit your clothes. You know, yeah. So Jim Henry took a few classes and I think now he knows what he needs to do. Okay. Yeah, so Give him some pointers. Pay peanuts to get monkeys. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. I mean, you know, you learn on the job sometimes, don't you? So you yes. just got to start somewhere. Exactly. That's right, that's right. Exactly. Uh, no, in, in seriousness though, it, it has been great and the faculty has been top notch, probably the the, um, the strongest faculty we've had at Harmony College across the board. So yeah. And numbers ended up being quite solid, I think? Yeah, we're a bit worried to start with, so, you know, but that's how it goes, isn't it? People uh, do things last minute and it is what it is, but yeah, the numbers uh, crept up right at the last minute. And Ended had, up being about what? Uh, I think we had just under 90 okay. delegates for the event, plus then we had day passes which put the number up 
each day for over 100. Oh, that's not too bad. And sort of the ideal ballpark is 120, 30, 40? Yeah, depending on uh, how the venue can hold numbers. Uh, we, I think we could have had about 120 here. So, okay, so you know, we with the day pass, it's pretty close to capacity. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So yeah, anything from 100, 100 to 150 is probably a good number for Harvey mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Deputy Dean, what yes. have your observations been? Um, look, I think the biggest uh, observation for me from these few days is just the satisfaction people are getting from the faculty. I mean, you know, despite Andrew's comments on the on the quality, but just just the fact that there's a good variety of things and everything's been organised pretty well. Uh, in fact, in that, um, I think we need to put a bit of a shout out to David Farley. He really yeah. did a lot of yeah. groundwork to get things ready yeah. so that we could just hit the ground running, which was a, a great start. Yeah, and he was a huge help to, to us getting this organised, and if it wasn't for him, it probably wouldn't have been organised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we need a, someone for the classes and someone for the logistics. Um, and just for someone who may not have been to a Harmony College, um, sort of how do you go about um, uh, putting together a program that sort of has something for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult task. Um, however, we often have a lot of talent on, on these faculties with a, a diverse uh, number of, of areas of expertise. So, you know, from that standpoint, it, that's not hard. And I guess at the end of the day, there's always going to be something for everyone. So, coming up with classes is not difficult. Nice. And Mr. Vice President of Events, what are your observations from, the, uh, from these last three days, to the extent that you can remember? Despite all the constant negative press, I'll say for Excellent. That's gold. That's, that's why he gets as good as we're going to get. He, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and any concepts you want to float next year? I know you're, you're having a bit of a thought. Next year is the uh, well, kind of the fourth annual, but the um, but also the. It was the first annual Melbourne or Newcastle. Newcastle was Newcastle. the first annual, yes, so, and we ran that as master classes rather than a full harmony college. Yeah. So the idea would be to have full harmony colleges every year. Okay. Um, if that's logistically possible, yeah, we'll do yeah. that. That'd be cool. Um, so, so listeners, if you have any particular requests or suggestions for things that you think would be awesome at Adelaide um, Harmony College, whether you want to run a full week like they do over in the US, um, or, uh, or nothing, or something in between. You're very welcome to send in Andrew House and we'd love to hear all of your opinions. Yeah, send it to events and What about you? And when putting the faculty together, um, you always go with um, the, the skills that are on the, the, the visiting quartet and judging panel, which just tends to um, have a, a quite a, a varied uh, sort of type of classes they can offer, but it's not always the same, is it? Every, every faculty is, is unique, but they tend to cover broadly the same topic. Every faculty is unique and they all bring their own set of skills. Um, however, you're, you're often dealing with, you've got four members of a quartet, obviously, and then you're, you're always going to have at least three to six judges that will also bolster up that faculty at, at Harmony College, so it's pretty rare to not have um, good spread. a good smorgasbord of, of classes. <laughs> and um, um, to me, I think one of the things that a lot of people have taken away have been the the the, uh, the alignment that Rob Mance has been doing. I've been seeing a lot of 
light bulbs go off, which yeah. is quite exciting. You know, so much of the time we uh, we understandably want to rush to the musicality and the nuance and forget that uh, the foundation is important. So, what have your observations been about the, the learnings people have, have had from Rob? Yeah, it's really um, bringing us back to the fundamentals of singing, which a lot of us kind of skip over because we're not sure that it's that beneficial. But Rob's here to say it is completely beneficial and. Well, uh, as he puts it, it starts. Uh, it changes the the starting line for um, for your process of getting better. So you will automatically start at a higher level. Absolutely, yes. We're also joined by David Farley. He was the uh, organizer, chief um, legend uh, of all the logistics and tirelessly getting rooms organized, coordinating with uh, with the, the venue and staff, etc. Um, Dave, thank you for your work and, and tell us from your perspective how things gone at the 2017 Harmony College. Well, first of all, it was my great pleasure to do it, although pleasure it might be stretching it, nevertheless. <laughs> started off being a pleasure. <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. Um, the, uh, there will be some developments in our processes in the next 12 months that will make it easier for the person who follows in my footsteps. So that will be a good thing. But by and large, I've been very pleased with the way the, um, the whole function has evolved. The, the, the catering and the, the premises here, and particularly the, um, the quality of the faculty has been excellent. I've had so many comments from a wide variety of people saying how much they've enjoyed the whole Harmony College. So that's a good result. When I hear those positive comments, it makes it all worthwhile. Awesome. It's been excellent. And mate, um, uh, how do you how do you start uh, looking for a, a, um, uh, a venue? And were there quite a lot in Sydney, or was it sort of surprisingly hard to find one that was suitable? There are a lot in Sydney, yep. um, and it, it is not that hard to find one that is suitable. Having said that, I came onto the committee post this one having been contracted, right. and notwithstanding my initial reservations about the um, the elevation and, and people having to walk fairly long distances, it, it came out quite well. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's a matter of starting from the, uh, the, the very end point, which is how many people you're going to have, and work backwards from that. Fortunately, we know that like three to six months in advance. <laughs> you have to estimate on, on, of course, on past performance and work backwards from that and that will eliminate some venues and, and make others more relevant. Yeah, yeah. Cost, well, that's always relevant, but yeah. not necessarily the end game. Absolutely. Mm. And so in closing, uh, for someone who may not have been to a Harmony College, what would you say to them about uh, considering coming along to Adelaide next year? Well, I've been a barber shopper for 19 years, and I found some of the the, um, the sessions that I went to to the, uh, this this Harmony College absolutely uh, riveting. Um, they were very, very informative, and they dispelled a lot of the terminology that's sometimes used in an attempt to explain things, but it really just confuses things. So. The, the sessions got to the very heart of what we as barbershop singers have to do. And so if I found that, and I've been singing in a barbershop chorus for 19 years, somebody who's coming in for the first time would find it extremely rewarding. And that I can actually say from the, um, from the point of view of one of the fellows who was in my cabin, who was a, a scholarship awardee from BHA, he's a teacher from Tassie, had never been to one of these things before, and he was absolutely stoked. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. We have another session to get to, but uh, David Farley, Dan Beckett, Andrew Housen, thank you for your time and uh, may the uh, fleas of a thousand camels never infest your armpits. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, this is a treat. Who have we got now, Rich? We have President of Berbershop Harmony Australia, Mr. Ian Mulholland, multiple quartet and chorus champion, international representative and all-round good guy. Um, Ian, thanks for your time. We've been asking some uh, sort of fairly specific questions of, of uh, the, the guests, uh, international guests and, and their attendees. Um, and while you're very welcome to give specifics, we'd love mm -hmm. to get a, an umbrella view from, from BHA President of Convention and Harmony College and basically all things that, that you're, you, know, that you want to bring listeners' attention to that BHA is doing. You well, have three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We've just had a fantastic... Uh, 12 days, I just added it up, you know, we started with a, a judges uh, qualification school, certification school where we uh, refreshed our judging um, skills and uh, reviewed all that sort of stuff, reviewed the, the progress in the different categories and um, progress in barbershop in general, so that was fantastic. Uh, we had a Dick Sharon workshop, which was part of that, um, so got a bit of acapella singing in as well, a bit of a feel for what that's all about. Um, then we had a fantastic convention in a in an uh, ideal location in, oh. in Sydney. It was just mm. right it was, on it was all right. Darling yeah. Harbour. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you couldn't have asked for a better better location. For the minutes we yeah. had a chance to look out uh, the window, it was yeah. beautiful. Sure it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> um, and then of course, uh, you know, we we've now had a Harmony College, a, a three day Harmony College, and and uh, in yet another stunning location, in a, in a mm. great location here in. in Lane Cove National Park in, in Sydney. Um, the convention, of course, was a pan pack, so we had the New Zealanders there, we had the Japanese there, had a quartet from Singapore. Uh, so, you know, we, it, was, it was truly an international uh, sort of uh, convention, so that was fantastic. Yeah. You know? I guess as far as BHA goes, you know, I mean, <clears throat> we've got a number of programs that we're working on, you know. Um, Got a, we've now got a um, national education faculty, so um, you know, those people have been selected you know, based on their experience and skill levels, and they're going to go around to all of the different choruses and, and uh, help them. You know, not not just coaching the chorus, but you know, helping maybe the director, helping maybe the leadership team as well. So you know, they've got those sorts of skills. Um, you know, we've we've um, had a very successful marketing. Um, campaign through Facebook and, and various other aspects, the, the website and so forth, um, you know, it's, it's being very actively um, monitored and updated these days, which is great. Mm. Our youth development programs, um, you know, and, and as Rich was just saying, you know, we, we had uh, some scholarships for school music teachers to come along to this Harvard College and learn about barbershop. And, and both, of the, both the scholarship uh, winners that I've spoken to are just wrapped. Just, Amanda just and... And Jeff. Okay. Yeah, they just love it. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, got a lot of stuff going on in the membership area as well, um, you know, with uh, membership recognition sort of yep. um, structures I'm, and I'm things like under that. review, yeah. Yeah, all it's that great. sort of stuff. And, and, uh, and, of course, you know, we just ran a huge event yeah. um, in Sydney. So, you got to take it, take it We couldn't every... be happier, you know, nice. and, and I think we've got some, you know, great programs going forward. To be continued, eh? Let's yeah. go up into the session. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. Oh, Richard, who, well, who good are you talking to now? Kevin Keller, yeah, esteemed yeah. music judge. I must say that, um, that we were thoroughly amused the other day at the start of Harmony College when Kevin Keller introduced himself as uh, as coach and music judge and chorus singer and top ten quartet. Oh, and he he arranges a bit. <laughs> Kevin Kevin has done some of the uh, most iconic arrangements in barbershop. So uh, so we're pleased to have um, him with us. Welcome to Australia, even though Thank you're you. about to hop on the plane.
playing yeah, home. Yeah, I've been here two weeks and tomorrow I'm gone. So. Excellent. So tell the listeners um, sort of your story briefly. You've been in barbershop for some decades. Yeah, I've been uh, in barbershop almost 40 years. I was at a, a baseball game and the organist started playing Coney Island Baby hey. and my dad started singing tenor to it. And I said, what is that? That's he not goes, the melody, you said? He, he goes... That's a barbershop quartet song, and I said I like barbershop nah. quartets. And then that, and a week later, I was at a meeting, and I've been going ever since. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome. There's something I've been asking a bunch of the guys is, um, what would uh, let me count back? What would 1977 Kevin Keller tell? No, what would not 2017 Kevin Keller tell <laughs> 1977 Kevin Keller about barbershop and? Stuff. Gosh, it's going to change and embrace the change. Okay, cool. Um, Are you for a long time, have you been a I bit of a kibber? Uh, I was during the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, 70s and 80s, I was a kibber. And then I realized that barbershop is much bigger than we realize. So kibber, for listeners, is uh, is keep it barbershop. So, uh, you know, keep the, keep the sound like it used to be and like the sound we fell in love with. So for those sort of non-musically trained listeners, um, is, is there a, a layman's way you can um, explain sort of what that traditional barbershop sound is and, and what it has become? Well, I don't think there's a lot of difference in the fundamental aspect of the arranging. The melodies in second tenor, we use the chords that were, we were using in 1970. We're still using those. We've sprinkled in, you know, with a little bit of spice. You know, we've sprinkled in some some non-traditional chords, but we don't use those all the time. Um, we we use strongly voiced chords. We um, use embellishments at the ends of phrases to propel the song along, and that's all the same. Where it has changed is the song types that we sing. We sing a broader spectrum of songs than we did back in 1970, and we allow for it, back in 1970. Everything that we arrange should be have sung by the common man, and that's no longer a requirement that if you can sing it, you can sing it, and it's barbershop. And so those are the fundamental changes. So was there, was there either an explicit or a, or a fairly strong implicit understanding that a, a barbershop arrangement had to be relatively simple? Oh, yes. Oh, it had to be sung by the common man. And at one point, there was a year in which they said no arrangement for the lead part could go above an F. Wow. So they were restricting the ranges, saying if you go above this note, we're going to penalize you. It's another double-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, uh, something that we we certainly notice these days, and then I assume you notice it a lot lot as a music judge, is is a quartet choosing a song where it's outside their range, right, for that reason. Um, But, But that's on them. Yes. So if they sing it and it's outside their range, then yeah, their score their is going to logically be lower. Yeah, yeah. And so would you consider um, uh, quartets like um, Four Voices, you know, Vocal Spectrum, Ringmasters, the, these are the, some of the classic quartets that have continued to push the boundaries? From an arrangement sure. perspective, um, to what extent did, did instant classic do songs that were, that were innovative? Or were they, as a layman, some of them felt like almost sort of... Beautifully, a little bit simpler, and I like I, them for that. I, I think instant classic went. Pre- I mean, I shouldn't say down the middle of the road, but but they they kept pretty true to who they were. They picked songs that they could sing very well. I think Ringmasters in 2010 was the quartet that really pushed the envelope right. and caused us to rethink the style. Yeah. yeah. Like Devil in the Deep Blue Sea? Um, well, no, the, back in 2010, they sang You and I, Oh Darling, uh, She's yeah. Out of My Life. Oh, that, well, that's the one, yeah. Uh, yeah. And those were ones that really caused us to stop and think, <laughs> is this barbershop? Yeah. 
And so can you unpack that? In terms of... As, we, as you were, when you say, we were thinking at the time, is this barbershop? Right, what were because, some of those because the, 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 you had a very low base, you had three parts up in the stratosphere, you had embellishments used in ways that we never heard embellishments used before. Um, the construction and form was different than what we were accustomed to. So as a result, there were just lots of things coming at us that people felt uncomfortable. But the more you listen to those charts, the more you hear just barbershop. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> and so I guess, um, how, yeah, how far can we go while keeping it barbershop? That's I, the perennial question, isn't I it? I think what we'll hear 10 years from now from our very best quartets will be an advancement. Yeah. I, but I, I honestly believe 50 years, 100 years from now, people will still sing my Wild Hour shows and yeah, sound yeah. exactly the way it did yeah. 40 years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I joined. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin, tell us um, what, what we can do, all of us, as, as musical leaders and, and, and leaders in the organisation, music educators, to help um, uh, yeah, choruses and quartets uh, just make better choices, both in, in the songs they choose as well as the execution, that's um, going to be suitable to them and that's going to help them enjoy it most, etc. Right, so there's there's definitely rules about picking songs. first one is, if you don't like it, don't sing it. <laughs> right. um, yep. No matter how much a chorus director might like a song, if the chorus pushes back, then drop it yep. and go on. Don't yeah. don't kill yourself over it. The thing that I I believe needs more education is don't try to pick a complex chart just because it's complex. Find a song that has an easy melody. It doesn't have to be an easy chart, but has an easy melody. If the melody is easy, then everybody else's part is easy, and then you can sing as complex arrangement as you want. Okay, but if the melody yeah. is hard, the chorus members will struggle, and you will spend a lot of rehearsal time working because the melody is hard. So it has nothing to do with the construction of the chart, it has everything to do with how hard the melody is. How about that? It's gold. That is a good pure gold. Um, and what advice would you give um, directors and, and chorus leaders about um, uh, helping the guys over that frustration of, oh, but we put all this effort into learning the song, and now you're pulling the rug out from under our feet? Right. So you've got to, you've got to hear that signal pretty quickly and and go this isn't going to work for us and so I would carve out one page of the song and and work it a few weeks and if it's not working then, then idea, yeah. pull the pull the rug out yeah. so they haven't invested a lot heaps, of, time. Heaps of time yeah good point and probably acknowledge that like this is part of the journey you know we right. know that this is part of the I mean this is flow. what a quartet does is yes. they they pull together well, 20 songs and they end up with eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, mate, there's a little bit of gold there. I know that you've got to get on the bus. Um, All right. Thank you for visiting uh, Australia. Bet. Thank you thanks for your contribution so to the barbershop. And thanks, Ash. We'll thank see you, you very soon. much. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Kevin. Great work, see you, guys. Take care. Pleasure meeting you. Or, no, I've met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasure <laughs> meeting you. But I'll see you Oops, hopefully next, next time. time. Well, wasn't that a lovely few days? Wasn't that Mr. something, Mr. Reeve? That really was something. We are, uh, we have left Harmony Prison College. Uh, Harmony College. <laughs> and uh, on our way to the airport, well, Richard is driving us. And when I say us, I with mean... With pleasure. I mean myself and our friend Adrian Gimple. Adrian. Our, our original producer. <laughs> <laughs> From episode one, if you... Oh, wait, wait, that wasn't even episode. Episode one, Phantom that, Yeah. Zero. But it was an episode one. It was. Uh, that doesn't matter. Um, so, Rich, so now's the time. We're all a little tired, but yeah. in the best way possible. We're sort of reflecting. The dust has just begun to settle. 
So um, yeah, now it's the now it's the reflection. Now it's the it's the combination of uh, starting to turn our lives to our, turn our attention to our non-barbershop wives, but also think, okay, well, what's next, barbershop wives? Yeah. Uh, how can I take all of this stuff that's in my head back to my life, back to the people who weren't there? You actually asked a really good question uh, in the uh, that, that last session there. Well, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is you we're talking about. <laughs> when uh, uh, and I can't remember what it was. Just oh a, yeah, just had a communication. Given that, given that the minority of us are at Harmony College and we're all excited and we've received this one-on-one coaching by the best, some of the best coaches in the world. And um, uh, and by definition, the guys who weren't there didn't have the chemistry in the room and didn't receive the individual yeah. coaching from from the visitors. Um, and so there's there's often that that lack of excitement back at rehearsal because they didn't benefit from that. Yes. So I think we need to be careful to communicate um, in a certain way. Um, you got to be prepared for people to not be as hyped as correct. you are with all the, uh, on. having yes. all this new information. Yes. And I liked that there was another question there that um, was like, what if you've got all this info, what about, like, what is the one thing you would work on? Like, what, what would you prioritise? And uh, Rob yes. Mance had a great answer of, like, look at what you know you can have success with yep. and just focus on one thing. Yep. Don't try and change everything in the, in the first rehearsal back or anything like that yep. and go crazy because people will freak out yep. and it will be a disaster. Disaster. Um, disaster. That was, that was a really nice little last session, nice wrap up from from the gents. Yes. So Adrian and Gimble on the back. What's the? Uh, what are your? Where's your head at in relation to what you've just been through? Oh well, it's it hasn't actually been all that overwhelming because I think we had a few really good consistent a few good consistent messages uh, across the whole most of the faculty. Um, and I think it's pretty clear about what some of the important things they see for Australian barbershop are. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel quite as my head doesn't feel like it's ready to explode quite as much <laughs> as some, some of them. Do you want to comment on the observation that a few of the, um, the faculty made, particularly Rob Mance, yeah. about yeah, about the. the uh, the revisions, basically, in uh, in the coaching being delivered, and and these are and the barber myths. Yeah, I mean, someone used the the term after a PVI, uh, after getting some work with Rob Mance, uh, that it was all he was very pleased that it was all evidence based, as opposed to catchphrases and um, uh, yeah, just phrases that don't necessarily relate to to actual physiology. Busting a few of those myths. So, so metaphors are still metaphors. very useful, um, but Rob Mance is very much more uh, uh, sort of anatomy-based. Yeah. Um, so th- there are there are different things that are useful. Uh, uh, his point, perhaps, is um, if you're going to use the metaphor, also be sure of what you're actually trying to achieve. Anato- ato- anatomically. Yes. Atomically. <laughs> Atomically. <laughs> Um, I like the, uh, in that last wrap-up session, some of the specifics, because uh, Kieran asked, um, what have you noticed, any, any common themes that we're doing right or wrong in Down Under? Um, and I liked Kevin, Kevin's answer of like, we seem to be good at keeping it simple, you know, not, not doing overly complex 
arrangements and nice. sing, singing suitable suitable to the performer kind of charts. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rob Rob Mance noticed that we we use a bit of too much air, a bit, we've got breathy tones a little bit. Um, and oh, what was the other stuff? Oh, the main thing I saw Rob a working on was alignment. Yeah. And most of us don't have our head um, uh, comfortably, relaxedly sitting on top of our shoulders. Most of us have at least some turtle going where, where yeah. the head is slightly in front of the shoulders and so the neck is doing more work than it needs to. And the, 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 the trick here, the windpipe, is either slightly or substantially um, uh, constricted or has, has introduces tension. So really that was his. And really, if that's the case, we start with a lower ceiling about what we can achieve. That yes. was a simple point. It is, yeah. Um, I remember the, another thing was a uh, notice a fair bit of abdominal tightness, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Which yep. is, um, yeah. It's all very interesting. Well, I think that uh, just about wraps it up because I'm tired as all heck. I'm beat. <laughs> we could certainly do one in a week once the dust has settled. Yeah. But. Um, uh, the quartet stream was there as well. I, I, I must say I was particularly impressed to see just so many people getting PVIs. You know, PVIs can be quite intimidating uh, when yeah. you're with some, some of the top educators out there and you want to impress them, but there were dozens of people who just filled up the, yeah, over the two days. So that's excellent. And I think that's, that's also Rob's modus operandi. If you help each individual improve and be the best they can, um, then you're a long way towards improving the ensemble. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, thank you, Richard, for uh, doing some amazing interviews. It's my pleasure, mate. Clever questions. Mm-hmm. I think I tricked them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye.